Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined as always by Tom Robinson. Tom, this time we'll be heading to an area that you are certainly familiar with, as today we'll be talking about Argentine forward Lautaro Martinez from Racing. Tom, a very, very talented player. You said pre-pod, he's one of the surest things in Argentine football as far as his future is concerned. What about him has has caught your eye so much for the 19-year-old? Well, he's had a fantastic uh, 2017 so far. He was highly rated for a long time before. You know, everyone was talking about this kid in the in the Racing Reserves who I think he'd scored like 53 in 64 games for, for Racing Reserves. And, and yeah, he was meant to be this really exciting forward prospect, but no one had really seen a lot of him apart from, you know, the few youth tournaments. But then he had this amazing Sudamericano for the Argentina under-20s where he hit five goals and was joint top scorer, I believe. And then he he kind of got into the Racing first team because of an injury to Lisandro Lopez and then had this amazing run in the team and scored scored nine goals in the second half of the of the campaign and under their new boss Diego Coca in this kind of attacking free flowing style, they they kind of romped up the table and, and managed to get a Libertadores spot. So he was he was definitely the breakthrough talent of uh, last season's Primera and yeah, he's justified that that hype that has been around him for a little while. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about him, and he's he's a really exciting prospect. You mentioned his performance at the under twenty Sudamericana for the Argentine team, five goals, and as we were talking pre-party, pretty much single-handedly got them into that World Cup. It was a disappointing Argentina under twenty squad, it must be said, but he did enough to get them over that line. But then his performance at the under twenty World Cup, he was perhaps maybe a bit unfortunate sent off in the first match against England and then was left to just simply score two goals against Guinea in their in their final group stage match as Argentina failed to advance. What did you make of what you saw from him at the Under-20 World Cup? Yeah, it was a mixed bag. I think probably showed both the pros and cons of Martinez as a as a young footballer. That's, he sort of got sent off due to a sort of loose elbow that he sort of swung towards an English defender in the first game and it was only picked up by the VAR. So I think Argentina felt a bit hard done by because uh, they were doing all right in that match and ended up losing. And that meant he was suspended for the game against South Korea, which they also lost. And then he came back and scored two really well-taken goals. The first was uh, a cross, which he sort of chest controlled and then swiveled and had this beautiful curling right shot right foot shot from from the edge of the area that went into the top corner and then the second one was like a clever little free kick routine kind of if anyone remembers Zanetti's goal against England in the in the 98 World Cup um, it was very similar to that you know a little short free kick around the side of the wall one touch bam shot across the goal and um, yeah that showed the, the good side of Martinez so yeah it was a mixed bag and I think you can't you can't blame Martinez too much for Argentina's performance I think that's if anyone's sort of listened to any of our pods before, then they'll they'll know me rallying against the shambolic state of the Argentinian youth football system. You know, they they had their glory years for ten years, and and the last ten years have been absolutely dire. But hopefully, they're they're fixing that, and um, future generations won't have to have the the shambles that Martinez had to had to deal with. But I think there's a there's an absolutely cracking footballer there. And as you mentioned, the, in the Sudamericano, we saw another really important part of his game, which was like popping up with really late, important goals. You know, he got a 90th minute equaliser against Peru. 
a 91st minute winner against Colombia and a 95th minute equaliser against Brazil, which, you know, without those, Argentina wouldn't have even qualified for the under 20 World Cup. So, yeah, he's a big game player, got great concentration levels. Um, it's something that the club psychologist has said about him. He's, I think he scored one of the highest in the clubs for these psychological tests they do um, in Argentina. And I think that's that's something to be said for his mentality of not only all his technical and physical attributes, but he's got those mental attributes where he can really um, be decisive. And I think that's one of the things that uh, makes him stand out from the, from the pack, basically. His goal-scoring record is, is something that stood out to me in, in studying up on him. Not a player that I was terribly familiar with um, before you know the breakout with the under-20 squad, but for a 19-year-old player to be able to score nine goals domestically for Rossing is, is very impressive. You mentioned the five goals uh, at the South American Championships for the under-20 level. Even for really talented attacking players who are, who are really hyped up, to be able to turn that into that type of goal-scoring record in South America is really, really tough. Even some of the best attacking players who we see leave don't put up those kind of numbers before they go. Gabriel Jesus, a player who was obviously so, so successful for Manchester City, didn't even put up that type of goal-scoring number for Palmeiras until the very, very end of his tenure. And I think he is kind of one of the best players to have left South America recently. So that goal-scoring record for Martinez is, is probably the thing that jumped off the page for me before actually watching him play. And his style is, as you said, really, really fluid. And he's just a very, very good finisher. And that is something that can be so tough to come by in South America. And I think that's part of him, what part of what has made him so successful. Yeah, definitely. You know, another player with that, you know, maybe not the best records before before kind of exploding was Driussi as well. You know, he went a long time without scoring many goals, then had an amazing season and then got the move to Zenit. So for hit, for Martinez to kind of hit the ground running rather than kind of taking, you know, a couple of years to kind of feel his way into the into the league and, and sort of get used to things. He's just, you know, he, he looks like he's been there all his life. So, yeah, he's, as you said, he's quick, he's mobile, he's very skillful. You know, he's, he can he can dribble with the ball well, and his finishing is definitely the the thing that sort of sets him apart. It's very instinctive. He's good in and outside of the box. Um, he doesn't take too many touches before getting his shot away. Um, and yeah, he's he's deceptively strong as well. And and I think he's quite modern in the fact that he 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 sort of presses from the front and he can get stuck in. You know, as we saw against England, maybe that's something that he can be a bit over exuberant on sometimes but um i think there's one particular goal that stands out for me is um he scored a goal against uh, lanus they got they were building the ball up from the back and he sort of pressured their right back into into losing the ball and he sort of didn't sort of rest on his laurels he popped the ball to marcus acuña who dribbled down the left wing and he continued his run into the box perfect timing for uh, acuña to stand the ball up him and him to head head in so he's got a bit of everything and and there's there's been a lot of people comparing him to Falcao you know for that all-round explosive tenacious um and like a a good header of the ball for someone who's not particularly tall so yeah he he seems to have a very well-rounded game he's hungry to learn and improve so I really think that this is the the player with probably the most potential in the Argentinian league right now. Um, I think I think he will go on to be one of those elite level players. I don't want to 
don't want to compare him to someone like Divala just yet, but I think he could he could definitely be someone who's uh, featuring for the national team, and that you know, and that's taking into account a national team that always has a lot of good strikers. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely singing his praises here. I think the two words that that stuck out in your description of him for me, and, and the two that I would would absolutely agree with, are modern and explosive. I think those are the two kind of things that that stick out when you watch Martinez play is he's in kind of that modern South American striker mold of he's not a target number nine. He's fluid. He's quick. He can run in behind the line. He can run across the line, has enough physicality that he can fight for a ball in the air and win it if need be, but he's modern. And then that explosiveness, you know, those runs of pace and, and the explosiveness of his shot when it comes off his foot, is what has really, really impressed me in watching him play. And I think I agree with you that he is one of the most promising players in South America. That goal-scoring record alone would do it because it is so difficult to score goals that consistently, especially in the Argentine League, especially at the Under-20 Championships, that he's he's absolutely one that that we'll be keeping an eye on. But he's also one, Tom, that in playing for this, this Racing Club may not be headed to Europe all that soon. He's probably a player that could succeed in Europe, but with where Rossing are at, as far as their standing financially, where they're at as a club, the fact that they'll be competing in the Libertadores next year, it looks like Martinez will have another six or 12 months to play at Rossing before he does make that move. Yeah, definitely. I can, I personally think he'll be, he'll be around for at least another year. Um, even if maybe there is a, a, a chance of him being sold and then loaned back. Atletico Madrid are very keen on him and obviously there's the Diego Simeone link there that could facilitate that but I know that he wants to play uh, Libertadores football um, and he's he's happy where he is he's he's not looking to move on like let's bear in mind that he has only been in the first team for six months and you know admittedly he did make his debut back in 2015 where he he replaced club icon Diego Milito in a game but you know he's he's hardly had any game game time since then, so this has kind of been his his first shot. And and with the sale of Gustavo Bo to Tijuana, that kind of opens up um, a spot for him up front. You know, Rassing of they're putting together a very interesting squad with um, some some big names like Aravalo Rios, the Uruguayan midfielder, coming in. Uh, Ibarwen, the Colombian forward, has come in. They've got some good fullbacks in Soto and Saravia joining. And, you know, they've already got some interesting players such as um, Lissandro Lopez there. So this looks like a, a squad that could that could potentially do something in the Libertadores and, and perhaps even in the Sudamericana, which they're, they're still in. Also, Martinez is currently re- recovering from uh, a metatarsal injury. He's had surgery and he's due back in September. So I wonder if that could potentially have an impact on whether he moves this summer um maybe clubs might might not want to take that chance on him while he's still injured um but i think he he realizes that he's in no rush he's got a great attack-minded coach in cocker where he's going to get lots of chances and just fill his boots really and yeah i think i think another year at racing is going to do well for everyone you know perhaps even at 18 months if they if they go well in the libertadores so you never know because money does talk and no matter how well a uh, South American club are doing financially, they're they're not never going to turn down a, a silly money move. So I won't say 100% he's staying, but uh, for my for my money, he, he'll be here for uh, for another year. 
I'm really excited to watch this this Racing side play in the Libertadores next year. Uh, like you, I, I like a lot of the things that they've done. Um, Ibarguen is a, is a great player. I loved watching him for Atletico Nacional. And, and to see Martinez get to play at that level, I, I think would be very rewarding for him, very rewarding for the club, and, and just, a, just good to see. So I think I'm with you on that, that he'll stick around for probably until next year spend some more time you know as you said he's really only been a starter for six months polish his game off a little bit more um but what he's shown so far has certainly been impressive when he does move to europe tom is it fair to say that he'll move straight away to one of the bigger clubs that we might not see a a quote-unquote stopover move like is so common for many south american players i certainly wouldn't be surprised to see him go straight into a sort of a champions league club to be honest even if he's not, you know, getting game time straight away, I think he's been identified by a lot of big clubs from an early age as as being a real talent. And even though he's still still raw, he's he's got all those attributes to become a, a top level player. So as I mentioned earlier, Atletico Madrid are very keen at the moment. Uh, in the past, he was linked with Real Madrid, Valencia, and Arsenal after he had a really good tournament at this sort of prestigious Cotif. Uh, tournament in La Cudia in Spain uh, that, that was in 2016 I think he was the best player there and that got a lot of people interested in him and th- there's been other clubs linked with him as well maybe ones of not quite the same stature in, in terms of Fiorentina Monaco Villarreal Porto um, I don't think Fiorentina is really an option now that Gio Simeone's moved there but certainly Porto uh, have been heavily linked and and they might be if he kind of decides to take a a slightly more measured uh, approach and think hey you know i could maybe be a starter for this club and and move on uh, monaco as well i think would be a very good move and it would it would be something that fits their scouting um, and transfer recruitment policy of bringing young young players in and looking to get a, a retail i mean the club officials at racing have, have said that he could be worth about 50 million dollars so they obviously rate him very highly um, I think there's the, the one interesting aspect to a potential move is right now he's got quite a low buyout clause in, in his, his contract. It's about 12 million euros. The club seem to think that he's he's agreed that he won't sort of go for that if, if an offer did come in and that a new contract with a 20 million euro buyout clause might be added, which, you know, again, in, in this day and age, you could see clubs taking a chance on that. I don't think it's, you know, prohibitive enough to put players put clubs off making that kind of bid uh, it's a lot of money for a young Argentinian player you don't get too many players moving for that money right now but he's one that even at this early stage of his career could could be worth that investment somewhere like Atletico Madrid would would be a, a pretty good fit you know if, if they can negotiate their transfer ban then that would probably be where my money would be on right now what about you Austin where do you where do you think you could see him playing I like the Atletico Madrid um, suggestion as well. I think he would fit into the playing style well. Um, like you said with Simeone, there's the connection there. That would that would probably be very beneficial for him. And, and also I think that you could look at that as a, a bit of a longer-term move and there would be more time for him, him to polish his game at, at Racing before eventually making that move, especially with the transfer ban um, being considered right there at Atletico Madrid. I, I think that would that would probably be where I would if I had the ability to put players wherever I wanted, that would be where I would put him in Europe as of now. 
As far as the national team is concerned, Tom, um, we mentioned it earlier. Argentina are, are never are never lacking in attacking options. And so with that in mind, it'll probably be a while before you could see Martinez at that level because there's simply too many talented players for Argentina for him to really crack that. But it is something that down the line is certainly a, a probability for him. No? There's no chance of a call up for another year or two. I think you'll have to wait for a, a move to, to Europe and some and some regular playing time over there before before he gets a look in. But Sam Pauli's a fan of his and is I think has met with him to to sort of tell him about where he sees him in the future. So he's he's definitely someone that I see as as a future national team player, maybe an, an outside shout for the twenty twenty two World Cup. Um, but at the moment, yeah, with with Messi, Aguero, and obviously Dybala and Icardi, maybe some of the the names that are next in line for for their chance for the national team. I think Martinez will be in that that next batch once you've kind of got Dybala and Co established. Um, but yeah, I think I think of the Argentinian strikers of of his age group. Um, I'd probably rate him as as the the best talent of those i think he's that step ahead of maybe someone like driusi or um the young attackers like pavon so i yeah i think his he's he's just kind of newer to first team football at the moment which is i think is the the main thing holding him back he's he's not quite got enough experience but you know a good run in the libertadores to americana any kind of silverware with racing would definitely enhance his chances and yeah, I think in three or four years' time we could we could see him making his debut for the Albi Celeste. So yeah, watch this space. So definitely one to keep on the back burner and look out for in the future. Twenty twenty two certainly feels like it's a long way away, and it probably is a long way away. But also important to consider that at the end of that World Cup, he'll still just be twenty four, and so he, a whole long career ahead of him. That even if he doesn't crack the squad before the twenty twenty two World Cup. As just a 24-year-old about to turn 25 at that point, still plenty of time for him to make his name. And, and you know, as again, as far away as it seems, 2026 is when he should theoretically be uh, right in the prime of his career. Final question from me about Martinez to you, Tom. Any potential weaknesses? We've certainly talked him up. Uh, the goal-scoring record is there. As always, the question mark of can he sustain it it's a small sample size albeit in a, a very very impressive sample size are there any other weaknesses in his game that, that have maybe stuck out to you in what you've seen well i think the only thing we've kind of alluded to already is is that um petulance that he's he's got that fiery streak in him which i think is partly what drives him to be as good as he is and competitive and and just you know as talented as he is i think that's that's important but there's there's times where we've seen that kind of spill over into you know, a tackle that's maybe a bit too too meaty and um you know that that red card at the world cup was definitely an example of him maybe losing focus and and lashing out so i think it's something that isn't a major worry i wouldn't say it's something that's that's dominated game you know i think you, we could probably say the same for gabriel jesus when he when he was in brazil picking up you know a few too many cards but yeah, generally speaking, I think that is something that will easily be curbed. And yeah, it's probably something he can just vote, use and channel to uh, become a better player, really. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about any aspects. I think he just, if he can stay clear of injuries um, and and get game time, then 
then we've got an absolutely terrific prospect on our hands. That intense streak, I think, will certainly add to the entertaining aspect. Uh, you know, he's a very Libertadores-like player. You know, that kind of, you never know what exactly is going to happen. He can get a brace and a red card in the same night. And I think that'll make this, this Racing side very fun to watch. Final thing for me before we close out this pod, I'm really, really looking forward to the next round of the Copa Sul-Americana for Racing. They play Brazilian champions-elect Corinthians. I think that's going to be a fantastic tie, and I think watching Martinez against a well-drilled defensive line like Corinthians could be very, very entertaining. So keep an eye out for that when it does come around. I think that's going to be a, a tie that is is certainly entertaining to watch. That'll do it for us on this edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes for all of the latest from the World Football Index. Thanks for listening.